This episode is brought to you by Fireside. Fireside is a podcast hosting and analytics platform created by podcasters for podcasters. Fireside was started by Dan Benjamin, the founder of this network, 5x5, taking everything he's learned since 2009 from making podcasts for a living and turned it into a platform for podcasters everywhere at any level of expertise. Fireside has it all. Unlimited uploads, unlimited downloads, in-depth and powerful download metrics, a super-fast CDN for best download speeds, multiple podcast support, free one-click podcast importing from platforms like Libsyn, Feedpress, Simplecast, and SoundCloud, plus custom domain mapping, complimentary SSL certificates, a beautiful, responsive website with your own artwork and host and guest pages, also tons of advanced features like sponsorship integration, chapter markers, a bookmarklet for links, auto-posting of future episodes, timecode linking, and so, so much more. You can try Fireside for free for seven days, during which time you can import your existing podcast for free while taking advantage of every feature Fireside has to offer. The unlimited plan starts at $19 per month, and there's no commitment or long-term agreements to worry about. Visit fireside.fm today. That's F-I-R-E-S-I-D-E dot F-M today to take the tour and find out more. Enter at the movies in the how did you hear about us section to show your support for this show. Fireside, by podcasters, for podcasters. Five by five at the movies. Five by five at the movies. We like watching movies. Now listen to the show. All right, welcome to 5x5 Five Five at the Movies, episode 42, and boy do I have a treat for all of you, the triumphant return of Mason Shear. Hi! Hi, everybody! I oh, came back! You can't scream in that mic because what? it's too hot. Okay, so, okay, so no, no, I've sh- been, sh- 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 go ahead. <laughs> I have been yelled at by you nonstop for the first two months, louder. for this first two months of this podcast. Yep. So then all of a sudden you start getting fans, you start getting traction, and now right. you're going to big time me and tell me to lower my voice. No, it's because that mic is hot. And I, I don't know how to run yeah, garage. Guess what? Band. Now I'm hot. Now I'm mad. <laughs> I know you are. Good. Let's... Anyway, Mason, you've been on a while. I have been. So we've added segments. Uh, seg- oh, I have to do stuff segments? now? No. Still okay, not. good. No, right. it's all still me. Okay, I do good. all the work. Okay, good. I've done. I have no idea what's happening here. I... Um, so you talk about music? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> And our fan base has grown. We're now between four and 5,000 listeners per episode. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. But not a single one of them will review or rate the show. Well, so it might just be bots in well, Russia. It, well, okay, but like iTunes is going away, right? Isn't that the whole deal? Yeah, like, but podcasts, the app is staying. I thought the I thought the whole thing was going down, and so you had to you like, thought all of Apple was going away. Their whole music setup, and they were just like just have branch no. Now it's going to be like Apple Music and Apple Podcasts. Okay, like, you know how like we all had cable for a long time, and everyone canceled cable, and now we pay for like five subscriptions. What did people services? say? Why did we cancel them? <laughs> but I'm, what I'm saying is that it's broken down into different services now, and then eventually it'll all come back. And then in like 10 years, they'll introduce the new iTunes. The new and improved iTunes that's 10 what's years gonna later. That's going to happen. Okay. So we talk about movies still. So that's oh, something. Well, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah, I, I was really hoping this was the Smash Mouth podcast, and like it just totally uh, changed gears. And You're an all-star. It just changed gears entirely. Just like once a week, we just cover ska bands. Just see what oh, happens. I do love ska bands, too. Like that... Uh, We've been doing a lot of like stuff for like the '90s, and just like realizing like, oh, we did a bunch of ska stuff. Like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, we let them be a thing for a long time. In the I 90s. like the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. 
well, so like I'm thinking because like there's that scene in Clueless yeah. where it's like let's go clubbing and it's just like that like impression I get and like yeah. can you imagine like dancing until 2am to that song that's like, all a, I want to do with my life just like you're at a club drinking for sure Miller Lite and just like alright just like alright and if I sing like that your content ID is going to go off and then you're not going to be able to get any money Pluckers is having dollar Miller Lights Oh, that's right. It's the nineties. No, it's for their anniversary. Yeah, the the nineties thing is ten, this ten, part of oh, this. Is is, it's is? this week. Oh, we should go to that. Well, yeah, it was like, they're doing like the trivia. It's like all like nineties trivia. And, oh, right. And if you dress up, we did that last. We year. We did last year. Remember, we like got there at like at six, and we had to wait two hours to get a oh, table. I do remember that. All right, Brought this to you podcast by is way off the rails. No, it's right. not. Uh, we got two segments. We got to get through. The first one is uh, update on ratings and reviews. So uh, the first segment is immediately just. A circle jerk, just like yeah. look at me. Okay. Well, no, no. The first segment's usually like, "Hey, we have four to five thousand dollars for five thousand, four to five thousand <laughs> listeners, and uh, not a single one of you this week have rated the podcast or reviewed it. Thank you so much." Well, I'm back, so now they will. Okay, so if you like Mason, go let us know. That's and right. And we will fire Dan. That's right. We'll I will not be back Dan. next week. I know I... you won't. All right. Uh, second segment is the mailbag. Okay. All and right. we're talking about some of the emails we get to the show. There are no new emails this year. Not even this year, this week. Not even spam. Okay, cool. So those are our first two segments. Now we're into the news. Okay, man, I am. I am feeling good. I just knocked these two out. All right, we're back. So we're 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 keeping the podcast. Let's get into our movie news. All right, back on Uh, track. Let's talk about some of the trailers that came out. Okay. Have you seen the Cats trailer? (laughs) Oh my god, I am so excited for this movie. You know, everyone's given a lot of shit, and here's the thing: I didn't know I was a furry. And and now I know because that Taylor Swift cat can get it. It was just looking at the thumbnail. It was just immediately like, oh, oh, what up, girl? What yeah. are you doing? So like everyone's freaking out about this movie, which rightfully, rightfully so. But I've also like there are people who like my one of my roommates, one of my close friends told me like growing up, he was a massive fan of the of cats and like had the VHS. The musical, not the yeah. animal. Well, man, probably. He had the VHS and he just like just would watch it nonstop. And like one of the highlights of his like young childhood was like taking a family vacation to London and seeing the performance on the London stage. So, so he's he, hyped for the movie. He's hyped for. I mean, he also though was like a film guy, so he was like, "Oh, this trailer is terrifying, but it's gonna <laughs> appeal to like the right crowd of people." But it's just so. It's so bizarre from start to finish. Like, there's no way it's gonna be anything to just like. It's like go a fever crazy. dream. Top to bottom, yes. and it's and some of the CGI's in that weird uncanny valley, like they're yeah, all little. That's what I wasn't ready for. Like in this world, they're all very miniature. Well, because they kept saying like when they were hyping this movie, how it was going to be like the lifelike cat CGI, and like as someone brought up, it's like why we have the Broadway show? Just do like they do in the Broadway show. They've been doing it for years, yeah. and that's fine. You don't just have make to make like how they did Chicago. Yeah, again, and do it with cats. just do like a Chicago. With... Oh my god, Newsies. What? Oh, now I'm just thinking of Chicago, like, but with cats. <laughs> so just, just, just see like a tabby just going. He had it coming. I like. He that. had it coming. Also, James Corden is going to be in the Cats movie, and I often feel slighted because I feel like, if not for the grace of God, go I. Like I should have been James Corden because we have the exact same face. Yeah, he's just were, British and thin. If you were an actual working actor, you would see him at auditions all the time. Yeah, a hundred percent. He would be the guy that you would just like walk into a room, see him, and just go. Ugh. Fine. There's James. Right. So I guess I'm not getting this one. So despite all the hate, I'm super into cats and I'll be there opening night. Oh, I'm pumped. Here's the thing though. It's mm-hmm. going against Star Wars. 
Is it really? Yeah. But you know what? Uh, so in Christmas time, yeah. like right around like three days, four days before Christmas, uh, that's that's actually good for it because there's so many families that go to the movies and enough families are going to be like, I don't care about the Star Trek. I don't want to see the space movie. I want to see the cat movie. It's, right. Uh, so I'm, I'm The curious. year that Django came out, it was like four different like huge blockbusters. I can't remember what they yeah, were. Yeah, but Django took a little bit to get legs behind it, remember? Like, it wasn't yeah. so... But I remember that Christmas seeing three movies in the same day. I just... I, I'm i so confused, though. Like, I I would I would not be surprised if the backlash leads to this movie being delayed a little bit. Because remember, like, lie. we ripped Sonic apart. Yep. We ripped it to a point where, like, okay, cool. We're going to give it a few months and we're going to start over. So, like, I have to imagine the people with the cats, like, either... They're going to s- double down on the cats. Well, like, like they you probably, know what? Now they're even worse looking. Well, it's like, because they saw what happened with Sonic. You're like, oh, so we have this in the can ready to go launch a month from now, two months from now. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we tweak it a little bit. Maybe we just, like, really just, like... Don't touch it. I'm ready to see Jennifer Hudson sc- uh, sing Memory. Oh, my God. That was I'm terrifying. That, that was terrifying. She is a scary looking cat, and I want it. <laughs> uh, have, did you see the trailer for Harriet? Um, no, I've seen stills from it, but I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, okay, uh, so Harriet Tubman biopic. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about it. I hope it leads to her getting back on the 20, because they shit-canned her being on the 20. It was, like, set in stone for so long. It looks amazing. Uh, they made her kind of like this badass cowboy with this revolver gun every two seconds yeah, in the trailer. Yeah, but that's, like, who she is, though. She is, I like, I don't a- know anything about Harriet Tubman. What I'm saying is, like, the whole trailer is her pointing a gun at people, and I'm okay with it, and I okay. like it. I All want right. cowboy Harriet Tubman. <laughs> <laughs> Just a cowboy. Uh, have you seen the trailer for Light of My Life? No, I have not. What is that? It came out today. I'm actually really excited. So, have you ever read or... Do you know what Why the Last Man is? No, what is that? It's a comic book that they're turning into a series with a close personal friend, Amber Tamblin. Right. And it's about a world where all the men have died except for one guy. And his name's oh, Yorick. I think I've heard of this. And it kind okay. of, it's just about him trying to be... Stay alive in this universe. So this is kind of like the opposite. Light of my life is a, a, a disease has wiped out all the women in the world, except Casey Affleck's daughter. Oh, that's this one. Yeah. Okay, okay, this is the Casey. Yeah, okay. And as she's young, like couple, like a teenager, so she she he he has her dressed like a boy, so that nobody finds out she's a girl. Okay. Um, and it looks the trailer looks good and it's fascinating it's just I'm not sure this is the right topic for Casey Affleck to do because he has so many uh, allegations of being a piece of shit human being right that's gonna be tricky to get yeah. around yeah okay I, I, I read about this I saw about this I was like oh and it was like you read the headline just immediately like yeah like, it, it makes suck you tense. air through your teeth just like quickly yeah. like a and his response is like, hey, put all your predilections on the side and just enjoy the movie for the movie. But that's not the world we live in. No, like, that's you not have how to, it works. You have made poor choices and you've called women cows and you've hit people that you shouldn't hit. Uh, and now you have to deal with that repercussion. That being said, it is a cool premise for a movie. Yeah, no, it's That a cool has idea. been ripped off of other people. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, that's kind of like part of the heart of the dystopian style film, though, right? Is just like everyone's wiped out except for... Yeah, except for this hero. This person, this group of people, this, like, whatever, fill in the blank, and then just go from there and just mad libs it until you get your sci-fi movie. Right. But, you know, just being the last woman has a connotation of, like, men are already fucking terrible. Yes. But now every guy is going after you. That's like, cool, so, (laughs) hey, can I buy you a drink? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, so times it by, you know, 3.5 billion. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And then, like... Is he the because he wrote, direct, and stars in this movie? 
should, you know, and that's kind of the problem. If he was just starring in it, I'd be like, whatever. But like, who is he to tell? This is his story? baby. This is him. Yeah. Like, like, no, this is my story. But we'll I gotta tell. Maybe, maybe he learned yeah. a lesson. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, have you seen the trailer for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood? Yes. Yes, okay. I have. That one. So, for those that don't know, it is another biopic. It's of Fred Rogers, uh, but Tom Hanks is playing him. And I don't like it, and I thought I would. Really? Because I love Tom Hanks, and I love Mr. Rogers. So, okay, so but what? But I don't like them meshing up. I don't think he portrayed... Mr. Rogers had this air of magic about him. When he spoke, it was so unique, and it was so calming. And I don't often get emotional with things, but I don't know if you've ever seen his Grammy award-winning speech. I have, When yeah, he tells seen, everyone yeah. to take a moment, and he's like, I'll keep the time. And, like, every time I watch that, I cry. And, like, Fred Rogers... Like, he got funding for PBS from the Senate by just going and talking to them calmly. They're like, fuck PBS. You're never getting a dime. And then he calmly spoke to them and told them why the children are important. And then the Senates are just like, we can't believe we're saying this, but we're going to give you millions of dollars because you're that important. Tom Hanks is great. I love him. I think he's an American institution. I'm not getting that energy from him. This is this is what I I, I said um, when "Won't You Be My Neighbor" came out like huh. a year ago or something like that. Hit me. I am on the I'm like I'm a little bit younger than you are. I never grew up with Mister Rogers. That See, was, we did. My generation grew up. He was our dad. Right, but like yeah, but like our like our age difference is like a couple of years. Like we have like a five year yeah, difference. Yeah, but I was on so, the tail end of Rogers. You were on the it's, tail it's end of that, spanning. yeah. It is a very long span. So like I didn't have like the warm and fuzzy feeling growing up with him of like watch the TV every day and so like I knew who he was I was aware of it but it just like I just completely missed me so my first kind of real exposure and like same with like Bob Ross and things like that are just through like these movies and like biopics and the documentaries like talking about them and how important they are and how impactful they are to some people so I mean if Tom Hanks wants to play I'm like sure like I see it as like a you know I don't have that same emotional connection to Mr. Rogers I'm not against it it's just I don't feel that because Mr. Rogers is a part of my soul. Right. And like, I don't have that feeling. I have it just a, uh, right. I just acknowledge him as like one of like the best human beings, mm-hmm. like Mount Rushmore, just straight up good people yeah. in the universe. So like, I right. get it. But like, but I don't have it's like, it's not a, also like in the way of like, this is nostalgic from my childhood or like, this is something that was universally beloved. Like he does evoke a very strong like feeling in people like yeah. more than just a normal TV star. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Now, if you had to say who would your dream person to play Fred Rogers be, it might be Tom. Tom Hanks. Hanks I feel like is, I feel like it's this, that's a number one draft pick right there. Like who should play Mr. Rogers? Oh, right. the other nicest person but, in the world, right. Tom Hanks. Well, let's see if he, you know, he gets. Are there. you saying they so nice it together that it leaves you feeling? No, just, it's just I just don't think that Tom Hanks has Mr. Rogers. Re- Excuse me. I'm I just so, don't think that he. I'm so glad you did that directly under the microphone. <laughs> so uh, I don't so think the level has... of professionalism has not dropped an inch. <laughs> it is just. I don't think that Fred Rogers has his. Or, um, Tom Hanks has Fred Rogers' uh, reverence. I'm gonna keep talking so that you can't edit any of this. So you That's have fine. To just, all right. So just. I don't care. <laughs> it's good. This is well, this this podcast is all about just having conversations. This is that's why no one has sent any questions yet. They're like, okay, these assholes are talking again. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Next piece of news: Matt Groening. Groening. Is that how you say it? Yeah, it rhymes with raining. I didn't know that. Yeah. Matt Groening, uh, creator of The Simpsons, is confident another Simpsons movie is coming because they started really working on it last year. Um, this is before the, the Disney takeover. 
but he is confident that Disney wants the money from it. He's like, they've put a lot of resources into it. That's fair. That's more of a money thing. Right. That Disney doesn't really care about the Simpsons, but they're going to do it. Uh, that he sees that the first movie is not great and he's not super proud of the first movie. Really? Yeah. He said that. He's like, it's because we let the people that do the show do the movie and it's just a long episode. It, it is a very long episode. That's So fair. it's a whole new crew that did this Simpsons movie and he's like, this is an actual Simpsons movie and it's on the scale of a movie. I, okay. The, the thing about, the, like, this one, like, because you said that first part, it makes sense because they've been trying to make Simpsons movies for years and years and years and years. Like, mm-hmm. Camp Krusty was supposed to be the Simpsons movie, and that was 94. Right. So, like, and then the Simpsons movie was 2007, so it was, like, been on the radar, been a possibility. So, but now it's a Disney thing, and, like, Disney's like, oh, cool, we want that money. That's like, okay, cool, well, now here's more of the incentive. Right. I like the Simpsons movie. I think, I mean, it's granted. It's fine. It's fine. It's now living in, like, that FX on loop like in syndication like it's right. Saturday at 4pm just like oh Simpsons movie on sure I'll watch that for a little bit I don't like that they showed Bart's penis that felt weird they didn't need to show Bart's penis that felt like I get weird... it was for the shock of it but that, yeah that was not important that, or not, not necessary I mean even not... in cartoon form pedophilia is pedophilia yeah that that's, that's I don't a, I don't get it that's a bit that hasn't aged well uh, no not at all I'm trying to think like what, I mean the other the, the other problem I see is that I I have fallen off the Simpsons map. Oh, no one's watched it in decades. But the thing is, though, like, it's still popular. So people still do watch it. That's absurd. I'm I'm not the individual who says, like, the first nine seasons are the best seasons, or really it's seasons two and a half through nine. Like, I I I acknowledge that. But, like, when I started watching was, like, you know, 96, 97, Mm -hmm. and I watched until I was, like, 14, 15. So, but like even then, you notice like like the mid two thousands, they really start to lean in and rely too much on the. Oh, wait a minute, you and McGregor, what are you doing here? And just That's like funny, like leaning into like what the Family Guy joke about the Simpsons always was, it's just like just. So like I acknowledge that it's just. I think I mean it's been on the air for thirty years. It'll be thirty years in December. We don't need this movie. We don't need it. I mean, we don't need that show anymore. Have you been on like the Simpsons ride at Universal Studios? No. That that is the Simpsons movie. That's great. That's what you need for the Simpsons movie. <laughs> Just videos of people taking the ride. <laughs> so it's like one of those like rides where it's like you know you sit in the cart and like There's the a cart story. Like, yeah. It's a start and you're like you know you're like flying through the air and I think I believe I think it's different in L.A. versus Orlando. I think mm-hmm. the two Universal Studios are different, but like I think like Maggie gets like nuclear waste and grows big, and so you're like flying around with Professor Frank to I I don't remember. And just it's good start for a story. Why'd you make me tell the story, Keith? How dare you? Sorry. Uh, but that's what you need. Just something that's like really just like fan service, tongue in cheek, references that people recognize and just make it a give it a couch gag and just start. That's fine. That's what go. the Simpsons movie needs to be. All right, moving on. <laughs> uh so Clinton Tarantino has been tickling balls about how many movies he's gonna actually end up making. Yes. Are you a Tarantino fan? I've seen the movies, yes. Okay, so I'm a Tar- I would say I just so far as to say I'm a Tarantino fan. He's problematic at best. Uh, he's got yes. some big issues, but I most of the time like him. Uh, he's been saying I'm gonna do ten movies and then stop, which sounds like he's gonna do ten and then say, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna keep going. Uh, this uh, Once Upon a Time Hollywood is, uh, is movie number nine. Mm-hmm. 
And he wants to do a Star Trek movie. That's the next big yeah. thing he wants to do. So he wants to do a Star Trek movie. He wants to make it Pulp Fiction in space. But that would be his 10th movie. He's also saying it's a loophole now because he didn't come up with Star Trek that he's going to do 10 original movies. Well, see, that, and that's kind of the thing. It's like, it's it's nice to say, here's my nice round number, but but also, like, he wrote, like, Romancing the Stone, Natural Born Killers, but he right. didn't direct those movies. So it was like, do you want to count? Those are his And he directed ri- Jackie Brown, but didn't write it. Right, so it's like, okay, so at what point are you, like, these are, like, original movies? Like, does this count? Does that not count? And Yeah, so anyway, so in an interview they're like well what's next are you going to do another Tarantino film and he's like if I was going to do a sequel to anyone I'd do Kill Bill 3 which yeah it's weird yeah I made the same face you did you just made a weird face that's the one that makes the most sense to me but I mean I don't know if you've ever heard this story about how him and Uma Thurman had this gigantic fucking feud because he ruined her life no okay so one of the scenes of Kill Bill is like she you know there's oftentimes where she's driving this convertible down a road and it very much looks like a green screen, but it's not. Like, it could have been done with a green screen. It's her literally at night driving down a dirt road super fast in a convertible monologuing. There's no reason this needs to be done on a dirt road. And while filming this scene, uh, Uma said to Clinton, like, this is not safe. Like, I don't want to do this scene. Like, I don't want to do this stunt. She said, it's dark. It's a dirt road. Like, we don't know how straight the road is. And he's like, a straight road is a straight road. It's a straight shot from here to there everything's fine like just do it and like they kind of got a, a tiff about it so then she does it and the car crashes because the it is not a straight curve it has an s curve at one point and nobody walked the whole length of the road they went to the end and they went to the front but they didn't walk the whole length of it so she crashes the car and fucks up her knee and her back forever jesus you know like not so much as she's paralyzed of course but needs to have therapy for it and uh it was all swept under the rug when the movie came out from the Weinsteins, uh, kings of sweeping things under the r- oh boy. rug. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, and, uh, but then, to kind of make amends, uh, Tarantino leaked all the footage of the crash and the argument and the talk. Because he's like, people need to hold me accountable. They need to hold the Weinsteins accountable. They should know the real story because everyone was giving Uma Thurman shit when this story came out because Tarantino fans are fiercely patriarchal. Yep. So he put all this, he's like, no, 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 I was wrong. This is the biggest mistake of my entire life was making her do this. And I think about it all the time. So he really owned up to it, which mm. is like, fuck, I can't hate him as much as I do now for that. Yeah. Um, so here's what he said about Kill Bill 3. <clears throat> Me and Uma have talked about it recently, frankly, to tell you the truth. I've thought about it a little further. We were talking about it literally last week if any of my movies were going to spring from any other movies, it would be Kill Bill Volume 3. Wasn't, like, I think, like, maybe it was like a fan theory, but like, wasn't the whole like Kill Bill Volume 3 was going to be following like the daughter of Beatrice? Yes. I mean, at this point, it'd have to be, I would think, because she can't yeah. do all the stunts. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it's like, oh, cool. So I watched you kill my mom, and now the sequel, or now the circle starts anew. And oh, we- you, I, I was, no, you, you're talking about, um, Veronica, what the hell's her name? The, I know the I'm, first girl she kills. Yeah, and you, that girl's daughter. Yeah, because like the daughter watches Beatrice's daughter. No, because like the daughter watches her kill her mom, and like, she says like, "If you're still raw about it, come find me. I'll be waiting." Yeah, yeah, I would love that story. Yeah, no, that like that's perfectly. Yeah, like, I don't want to see Beatrix Kiddo's daughter. I want to see um, that. Uh, what was her name? Cottonmouth, I think was her code name. Yeah, her daughter. That's the movie I want to see. Okay, yeah, I'm down for that. 
Yeah, like that. I feel like that that makes and like, but that's the most at least set up and like most like yes, no, this will happen. Yeah, because like everything else, like you know, Pulp Fiction, like no, they're dead. They're all dead now. But time doesn't mean anything because there was originally supposed to be the Vega movie, Brothers, yeah, Vega Brothers, that was out of like time continuity, but they both got too old because it was going to be a prequel. Yeah, but well, no, but that's the thing. If it's a prequel, then it's not out of time continuity. It happened yeah, before the events. Fiction's told at different times. Yeah, but it's also like the same, like around the same. That's what time. he wants the Star Trek movie to be. That would suck. And he also wants it to be a time travel movie. Well, yeah, but that's Star Trek. That makes sense. You can do Star. You do time travel. That makes sense. Like Pulp Fiction takes place in the same like couple of days because like yeah, okay, this is post this event, post this event, like this. So like it does like. Has anyone ever done Pulp Fiction and like edited it, edited it to? Oh, that's a good question. To be like chronological, do it in chronological order. I bet someone has. We I'm gotta sure find you it. can find if, like a. If you're out there and you know where it is, please send it to us. I'm sure I, you will. I would love to like see what that movie is like. If it's like, just this happened and then this happened, but then this happened, but then this happened and this happened. You can actually. They did see. that with the uh, like a fan edit of the last Arrested Development season because it was so out of everywhere. That was a fan. That Netflix did it. Oh, Netflix did that? Yeah, if you go to Netflix, you will see, like, season four of Arrested Development, they have, like, the old version and, like, the new version is them doing it like regular episodes. Oh, shit. Yeah. I thought that was a fan edit. No, that was, uh, that was Mitch Hurwitz, who was just like, you know what? You're right. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll <laughs> fix it. We Here it is. Here it's now told narratively in, like, an actual... I like, would watch that version of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Fucking hell. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, like, I wonder if it's, like, doesn't have the same emotional beats, but, like, that story would end with... Bruce Willis leaving on a motorcycle. I'm pretty sure that's the last thing that happens. It's... Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Yeah, that'd be like the end of the movie, roll credits. Like, that's fine. Yeah, you're right. That is like the last thing that would happen. That's fine. Like, that's that's a good ending. That's, you know. Oh, I love the diner scene, though, that it ends with. Well, yeah, but the diner scene would happen end of first act, end of second act. Yeah, but I like it as the end cap. But I see what you said. I do want to see it chronologically. I just, I just curious, like, do like, the beats have the same? It's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. <laughs> Because, like, Vega just dies on the toilet. And, like, okay, you do that at the end of the movie as opposed to, like, just him just, like, just Agreed. hanging out in yeah. like, the middle. His, just, like, his death would have more reverence. Yeah, and so, like, Jules would have his, like, send off and then, like, move on to the next. So, like, it just... The stories can work chronologically. I think just... It, I, all right. They all intertwine. But they don't even really all intertwine. It's just, like, a couple intertwine. So, just, like... Yeah, I like just, it. Yeah. All right, so if we had to have a theme for this episode, I'd say it's accountability. Uh-oh. And uh, this... This blew my tits off. Okay. This story. This is Sony chairperson Tom Rothman talking about why Men in Black International bombed. And okay. I like that. He has, uh, it was a miss and that no one bats a thousand, that it was good people. We had amazing actors that we had, you know, uh, Tessa Thompson, we had Chris Hemsworth. They did the best they could with the script they had, but the story wasn't there. It wasn't a strong enough idea to carry a movie. I didn't even see this motherfucker, and I love Men in Black. Uh, and he said, it's because there was a financial safety net that Sony had two co-financiers of this movie. It didn't matter if it was a financial success for them or not. And he said, with no risk, there's no creativity. That's fair. That blew my fucking tits off. He, that, and that, that's a great thing to say, is like, why take the risk of making the movie shocking or great or original when you could just do a run of the mill here's some sci-fi bullshit we'll make our money back in China yeah no that's fair and I love that that makes me want to go watch more Sony shit in the future because he gets it and he's like take the fucking risk it just it made me happy 
that's a great piece of movie news. I'm just thinking, I was like, I don't remember any like promotional things behind it. Like they don't like they didn't really like do. I like, saw a bunch of ads for it, but yeah, I saw ads, but like I didn't. They they didn't really like do the talk show circuit. Nope. I mean, it was like kind of like it was piggybacking off Endgame, but like not really like. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's the people from Thor. Cool. Yeah. All right, now we're in the Marvel news. From now on, Marvel news is always at the end of the the show. Because okay. there's always a lot of it. A okay. lot of shit came out of San Diego Comic Con. Yes. We're going to start with these same people, Tessa and Chris, with Thor 4. Thor 4. So, Natalie Portman's back. Thor Forever. Thor 4. No, it's called Thor Love and Thunder. I know it's Love and Thunder, yeah, which is great. Thor Forever. Yeah. Thor Fast and Furious. Thor uh, Fast, Thor Furious. <laughs> uh, so, Natalie's back. She's going to be Thor. Yes. Which I fucking love. So, somehow they're going to have to bring Mjolnir back. Because now in continuity, it should be destroyed after Endgame. Well, no, it didn't. Captain America brought it back. Yeah, so then she could just get it. So, yeah, it's, no, it's there. No, no, no. He brought it back in time to where they took it from the past, but Hela still destroys it. Didn't And he? that's why he has Stormbreaker. Wait, yeah. He, okay, so he, when he At returned. At the end, when he returned, he had Mjolnir with him to bring Mjolnir back. Um, because Thor took okay. it from his past self, and his past self still needed it. Okay. Yeah. It's weird. Mjolnir... No, I know you're right. I I didn't remember that he also took Mjolnir back. Yeah, sitting on the pad when he goes back in time. Got it. Okay. I've watched Endgame a lot. All right. So uh, so that's that's a big plot point is that... And I always said, like, if it's a love triangle, there's not really a choice because Thor can go full throttle with Valkyrie, but he can't go full throttle with Natalie Portman because he'll crush her bones. (laughs) Like, that's an easy pick, but if she also has Thor powers, now they can all go full throttle on each other. That's... Uh, Feige says, uh, with no caveat, that Tessa Thompson, Valkyrie, is the first bisexual character in the Marvel Universe. Okay. Uh, and she said that her character is looking for a queen of Asgard, that she is the king of Asgard. So what makes me think in this movie is that the love triangle is really that mighty Thor, Natalie Portman, and Valkyrie get together... I mean, and it sends Thor, like regular Thor, into even worse depression because both girls he likes are now just, you know, with each other. Cut him out, get him out of the thing. Yeah, which I kind of like as a, as a plot point because it is going to be, it's called Love and Thunder. So it's, it is about the love triangle between the three of them. Yeah. Okay. I'd see that. I'm down. I, I think, and because it's Taika, it's like, okay, cool. Now, now yeah. I'm on board. I like, because like, you've, I want to see Thor end up with Korg. <laughs> hey, man. You've, you've, you've <laughs> earned my trust. Like, oh yeah! So I was like, "Yes, he's no, the you... first Marvel character to get a fourth movie." Really? Yeah. There's three Captain Americas, three Iron Mans. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like for it to be Thor after those first two meh movies, yeah. really speaks to Taika's Ragnarok. Yeah, it's the fact that, that like, it was no, Ragnarok so was fucking good. Dumb, so it was good. So it was like, yeah, no, okay. He's got all the trust now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I'm good. I can see that. I can support that. I think it'd be fun. Uh, they also said that the. Despite all the rumors that Guardians 3 is going to be out of time continuity like Guardians 2 was, that Thor 4 does happen before Guardians 3. Okay. So we'll see Thor, for whatever reason, I'm guessing, leave the Guardians of the Galaxy. Because the end of Endgame, he's off with He's them. off with them. But Thor, Love and Thunder takes place all on Earth. Um, and a, a lot of theories were that... Is it locked in that Chris Hemsworth is in Thor 4? Yes, yes, okay. it is. Okay, it would be fine to have a Thor movie without him. It is. And the they, idea is Jane Foster's going to be the new Thor. You can, in theory, but there just... can be two Thors because there's there's theoretically two hammers. Yeah, 
because she's going to have Mjolnir, and they said that at Comic-Con. Or they could just, like, they've, like, rediscovered Mjolnir, and she does it, and, like, they go back, and, like, it just, like... I think it would be fine to have a Thor movie without him. I like that idea, but no, he's on the panel, so he's there. Okay. Uh, and that Guardians 3 will not be as Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians 3 will deal with the original Guardians of the Galaxy cast and not include Thor. Okay, so he'll be, like, kicked out. Right, so at the beginning of Love and Thunder, I'm guessing. They'll just see him, just like, okay, just drop him off. And like, oh, no, here's my stop. And then just, like, at a diner. Like, you were funnier when you were fat. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, next piece of Marvel news. Uh, Doctor Strange yes. is called In the Multiverse of Madness. Oof. Is it In the Multiverse of Madness or yes. like, and the Multiverse it's of Madness? It's in. Okay. Because I was missaying it for a couple days. I kept saying... It's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's in, which makes me... And this is Marvel's first horror film. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, Kevin Feige and the director, Scott, I want to say Dickerson, said uh, this will be the first Marvel horror film. Oh, okay. Uh, presumably written by friend of the show, C. Robert Cargill, who okay. is a horror film writer. Yes. Uh, which makes sense to me. Um, and it will also star Scarlet Witch in this one. Which makes sense because I think they're finally going to start using her other powers. Like, do you remember when they introduced Scarlet Witch uh, and Winter Soldier? Was it no, was it Winter Soldier? Was it Civil War? When did they introduce her? Um, it was Avengers? Avengers two. Yeah, Avengers, Avengers two. two. And like, she had like the weird walk, and she could like fuck with people's minds and shit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I can move things with my mind now. I'm just telekinetic. I think it's going to be Doctor Strange and her in like the weird multiverses or stuck in people's heads and it's going to get real fucked up and it makes me think about that you saw Spider-Man right yeah you know the scene with Mysterio and the in the grave and the Iron Man the, the spiders and shit yeah. I think it's all going to be that kind of stuff so it'll be all to that oh alright yeah like mix that with the scene of Doctor Strange 1 when like he first is going through the multiverse and it's all like yeah. fucky around him I think we're going to see some shit in this movie this is okay I don't know if I'm excited about that or not. I am well, you not, don't like horror films. I'm not a horror person. I don't but like it's not going to be like a full on. It's still going to be a Marvel movie. It'll be a Marvel movie, yeah. I, like, I fought with be... Dan on the show about this because like, he's saying like Marvel's known for like going across all genres. It's like Ant-Man's a heist movie and uh, you know, uh, the, uh, so, um, Winter Soldier's a political thriller. And I'm like, are they really? I mean, they... I think there's still Marvel movies that just have shades of other genres. Yeah, I don't no, think still they're Marvel in the other movies, genre. but it, like they go in different directions. Like I think this might be the most disturbing Marvel movie, but I don't think it's going to be true horror. No, no one's I mean, dying in this. Uh, well, maybe. Um, I, I I don't expect this to be the kind of horror movie where it's like turn the corner, knife and throat. Like it's not going to be that. It's going to still right. be a PG thirteen movie. Correct. Like once we get like a Marvel movie that's R, then we'll be like okay. Deadpool. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not wrong. Yeah, then we'll be more concerned about that. Like, a horror PG-13 while still being a Marvel because they still want to appeal to, like, it's just going to be more, like, suspenseful and more, like, It's just going to be a bunch of jump scares in a Marvel movie. That's what I think. (sighs) Yeah, you don't like that. All right, moving on. Black Widow. Yeah. Movie's happening. It's set between Civil War and Endgame. Cool. (laughs) No reaction. Well, I mean, like, you've been... been, No one... You've been... teasing us with this one right. for a while so like uh, no one will say whether or not Jeremy Renner's in it but I think it is a sure bet because they're specifically going to show us what happened in Budapest finally okay because they keep teasing it through the whole series oh it's just like Budapest you and me remember Budapest differently so it's probably going to be her and Jeremy Renner in Budapest more importantly what I want from this movie is I want to you know how like in Endgame how she kind of like takes control of like world safety and everyone's reporting to her and she's like an Avengers complex and she's like the golden child. Yeah. I want to see more of that. 
I want to see how like the not superpowered person is like the smartest and best one at dealing with so, trauma. So we're now entering this stage where the Marvel movies are turning into Marvel comics and right. in a way that I don't like. In a way that I think a lot of people, like if you're a comic fan, you do like and you could get in that I need my stories told chronologically. I need right. to... <laughs> Yeah, we just went through this. You, you want Pulp Fiction to be chronological. But, like, it's... Okay, okay, we get it. So, like, oh, but but guess what? This was happening before all this happened. It's like, look, I have spent all of my emotional capital on Endgame. <laughs> like, I have... Like, I am spent. I am good. I shed my tears. I said goodbye. I don't... I'm not going to have that same feeling of, like, oh, no, but... But but here's what was happening in those four months between those times. Like, I don't care. Like I, I do. I like I get it, but like it's it's the thing. It's like with Ant Man and the Wasp, where that was like, cool. We just saw all like half of humanity destroyed. I don't really super care that you right. need to make it back home, so you're still under house arrest. Like the stakes have been raised. I see what you're saying. So like we've now brought them down, and so like we're gonna start over. We're starting fresh, and like that's I thought fire. I was gonna have that same problem with Spider Man, and I think I like this Spider Man movie almost as much, if not as much, as Endgame. Uh, yeah like I loved and I thought like who the fuck cares about anything that Tom Holland's doing after this giant fucking epic fight that just happened but it was such a good movie well no but that was like it was like here's what happened afterwards so this is like hey it's been a while we're trying to get our lives back together and everyone's still on edge everyone's still like freaking out and there's still like these emotional like like he is like straight PTSD in that movie and he is yeah. like he is like having emotional breakdowns because he's like I can't do this and I'm expected to do all of this now and this sucks that at least makes sense like you can start this you can start anew but just like here's like acknowledge that these things happen to go back in the past and especially like the recent past like that's a fair point like Captain Marvel made sense because you know establish here establish do the throwbacks but then it creates the question of like cool so where have you been for the last the universe is big yeah, the universe is big, but, like... Fuck Earth. There's a lot of planets that need heroes. Okay, yeah, but, like, a lot of things happened that involved eh. other parts of the universe. Like, eh. like Thanos arrived immediately. Eh. Like, this was, like, a... She had shit to do. Okay, so it, so so then it's, like, okay, so it took all the time to eventually get to this. Or, like, okay, so why is this not happening? It just... It works if it's a self-contained story. Like, with Black Panther, that made sense. Because he just got that role. He just got that in a time of crisis during Civil right. War. And then it was like, post-Civil War, all right, cool. All right, we, we got to do this officially, though. We got to give you, yeah. like, the actual official one as opposed to just you slapped it on and just like, okay, well, shit's going down. Uh, uh, Black Panther was good. Black Panther was good. That's great. They didn't announce Black Panther 2, did they? What? They didn't do Black Panther 2, did they? They announced it. Oh, they did? It's coming. Okay. It's part of Phase 4. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, speaking of cool shit that's happening, last piece of news, uh, Mahersha Ali yeah. is officially our new Blade. Yeah. Uh, this was not a planned movie. He reached out to Marvel and said, I would like to be Blade. Can we do Blade with me? And they said, well, Mahershala Ali, two-time Oscar winner, you certainly fucking can. <laughs> and they made this movie for him. Well, they did the same. Well, not they didn't do the exact same thing, but for um, the other movie... What is it? The one with the describe it. Um, Shaolin, is that right? Or oh, Shang Chi. Shang Chi, yes. Yeah, Shang. That's another Marvel movie coming out. We don't have a lot of information about just who's in it. Uh, no, but like the actor was like eight months ago. It was like, hey, 
Yeah, why don't you like, make this movie and put me in it? That'd be cool. And well, then like, well, he attacked them. He's like, hey, how come there's no like Asian characters? Like, what's up? Make a Shang Chi. And you're right, they made it for him. Yeah, I like that about Marvel. They're like, fuck it, if that's what you want, let's do it. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, cool, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, this is great, this works, and you um, want to do it? Yeah, okay, yeah, no, here you go. So that one's Shang Chi and the Legend of the or the the something of the Ten Rings, which is, the Ten Rings is what the Mandarin was supposed to it's like this uh, awful criminal organization mm-hmm. they were working with uh, Obadiah Stone in Iron Man 3 Iron, Iron Man 1 oh Iron Man Obadiah 1. Stone oh, okay uh, Jeff Bridges yes okay uh, and then the uh, you know the, the criminal organization from Ant-Man and Wasp that was trying to steal the lab yes they all had 10 rings tattoos um. and then in the after credits Iron Man 3 or the, the middle credits like when the Mandarin goes to jail uh, they allude to the fact that the real Mandarin wants to talk to him. So there is a real Mandarin somewhere. There is one, okay, yeah. He probably does have magic powers, like he does in the comics. And like, there's been this black market where bad guys get their technology going on the whole time okay. since Iron Man 1. Okay. And that's so like all that, like, I can do that, where it's like, okay, this has been going on in the background the whole time. This is like, They've like, done a good it. job of hiding it in a bunch of different movies. Yeah, and just bring it to the forefront and make it the current day, present day. Like, I'll, I'm all on board. It's like, cool. The clues have been in front of you the whole time. Yep. Like, yeah, great. Awesome. Also, I'm glad Leslie Snipes isn't Blade. I'm glad we're getting a new Blade. I don't know if yeah. you ever heard the story of Blade 3, how, like, he wouldn't come out of his trailer. He wouldn't talk to the director. Yeah. Like, all of his, like, dialogue shots had to be done with a body double. Yeah, he was... Wasn't he was that also, a, like, right in the middle of the tax evasion thing? Yup. Okay, yeah. Fuck you, Wesley Snipes. Well, he gave his blessing, didn't he? He gave his blessing to... I don't think so. I thought I saw that he maybe was, he like... I, I think maybe I he was, like, you know what? Sure, whatever. It's all cool. Yeah. Which is, like, also, like, if you're Wesley Snipes, like, realize, like, look, you got beat. Like, it's... That's it. It's like, sorry. Also, you know, fuck you. <laughs> on that note... Hey! Uh, thank you so much. Hey, Mason Shear, thanks for being back on the show. Cool. I'm not coming back. Yes, you are. Every time Dan goes on vacation. <laughs> All right. Like once a year. <laughs> um, no guest this week, but thank you so much to everyone listening. Please, review- I'm the guest. You're the guest this week. You're the guest co-host. Yeah. Uh, please review us on iTunes if you're so inclined. Email us at 5x5film at gmail.com with any questions, concerns, or criticisms. If you want Mason back more often, let us know. Or find us on Facebook at 5x5themovies. Tag me at FBI.gov. In, in, incorrect. Don't please don't do that. No, definitely do thank, that. that is, thank you, Dan Benjamin Hattie F- Cook and the entire Five by Five Network. Our theme is produced by Dan Richardson. We'll see you next week with another Five by Five of the movies. Roll credits. Bad boys for life. <laughs>